WFAE's David Borex has the story. Tariq Bakari and Larkin Eggleston call their podcast R&D in the QC. Eggleston says they hope to reach people who may not pay attention to the council. Eggleston is 35 and a Democrat. Bakari is a 37-year-old Republican. Despite their political differences, they bonded on the campaign trail in part over their beards, says Bakari. The beards themselves are what truly united us in the beginning. They hope to be an example of how to debate productively across the political divide. Episode 36, we talk about Eastland Mall, the Environmental Committee, some big affordable housing wins, and Braxton yells at me and Tarek. Episode 36, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have, Larkin. I'm going to hand it to you now, bud. That was still too much. That was perfect, but I'm done. Go. You're up. Run the episode. Hi. Please. I always do, Tark. Yes. Um, My side. Well, you are going to have to to chime in on the committee meetings today. Unfortunately, my pesky day job uh, prevented me from being at the economic development meeting where I know you all talked about Eastland, uh, the environmental committee meeting where I'm guessing you talked about the sustainable energy action plan. Um, We had our quarterly sales meetings today and tomorrow and my day job and so I, I How's rolled the in outlook? right. At, that's good, man. It's uh, strong to very strong. They're, they're used to me not being available on Mondays, but uh, sometimes it's just unavoidable. So uh, I, I missed you guys and missed having my normal sixteen-hour Monday. Well, I did not. Um, so what what all went on in those committee meetings? I know you voted out the recommendation for Eastland. Uh, people were excited about that. What else did y'all talk about in the Economic Development Committee meeting? Yeah, I mean, it was primarily Eastland. We had a couple updates on, like, partner community groups and stuff. Obviously doing good work, but not nothing nothing major significant as it related to updates in there. I think everyone was trying to quell a little bit of the uh, strange uh, confusion that existed in the East Side community as it related to, you know, why is council trying to pull a fast one? And I think... Hopefully, everyone walked away from that not thinking that was the case at all. I think everyone has shown they're behind it. It's just a matter of some of us felt we needed a little more information. Yeah, and one of the things that I think caused some of that, um, I think, unfounded fear was some questions that were raised in the last economic development meeting by council members Driggs and Mayfield. And, you know, I think it's important that people understand that oftentimes we're going to ask questions playing devil's advocate or just seeking more clarity and more detail. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean somebody's going to oppose a project, but they just want to have all the information at hand. And I think that was the case there. Cause I believe I heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it was voted out of committee today with unanimous support. Yes. Uh, so, as it was last time. Yeah. So I think the delay in the vote was just to seek more clarity and information because, you know, even a district rep um, like council member Driggs or Mayfield who don't represent the district that Eastland is in, they need to be able to justify their vote to their voters when they say, well, why did you why did you vote to support this plan? Why did you vote to support this this path for Eastland? Um, they need to be able to say, uh, honestly, that they've done their due diligence. And I think that's all they were trying to do. And uh, and we tried to quell some of that concern uh, when it bubbled up that, that no, we, <laughs> we are very committed to making sure that Eastland um, – is seen through to completion and that it's successful and beneficial uh, to East Charlotte and, and that entire area. So, uh, what about environment committee meeting? Anything, uh, app mm, sustainable energy action plan. C app. We talked you, about that. 
Uh, I, you know, it was good, good stuff. Again, I, I feel like we keep talking about the same things like over and over again. I know staff is working on some items behind the scenes, but I, my feedback in, in environment committee, both with CAP and with, um, uh, the, the overall kind of, uh, urban forest, uh, strategic plan or whatever that, that acronym was, it, it just, it seems like one, we have a lot of, a lot of things that we keep talking about and throwing up on walls. Like what, what are the one or two things we're going to do really well? And, uh, and I think uh, on the CAP front, that's uh, tactical operational execution within the city. Um, and then beyond that, you know, it's, it's, uh, a matter of let's make some tough decisions. Like we have a lot of contradicting ordinances and regulation here between, you know, our sidewalks and walkability versus tree save. And, you know, uh, on one hand, we're talking about we're, we're not going to reduce the amount of of uh, of minimum tree save that that uh, that we require for development. And then on the other front, we say, but urban sprawl is a big part of our moonshot for uh, for sustainable environment uh, and we need to build more dense and higher. Well, those two directly contradict each other in the same exact environment program. So uh, it's not to say one is more important than another. They're both important, but at some point with the rate of growth we're experiencing, we're going to have to pick one that is going to ultimately supersede the other. You can't say, oh, well, we're going to save all the trees and we're not going to have sprawl. We're going to build dense and up because guess what? You got to cut down some trees to do that if you're going to build dense and up. Uh, I would actually argue that you cut down less trees by building dense and up near your center city than if you sprawl because if if you're building taller and if a 20-story building takes the place of 10 two-story buildings – the footprint of that is much smaller, so you're not actually having to it clear. It depends as much. on the case. You, I mean, you, you got to look at each one of the items. Like right now, in the uh, so in the the wedges, right? There is no in lieu tree of uh, of approach you can do for tree save. You you have to have fifteen percent. I learned that the other week. I didn't realize that was the case. So in 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 centers and corridors, you could do in lieu. There's more flexibility there. But in the wedges, which are a huge chunk of the city and where we're building and development occur, and in lieu, in case have. we haven't explained it in a while, is people say I'm I'm not I'm going to pay into yeah they're going to pay into a fund that allows for tree saving to be done elsewhere, and preferably utilize, nearby. And we've utilized that fund in the last in this last month, but not on their site. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I do think, and and of course, every time we, we try to build dense and up there's inevitably people who are uncomfortable with that in the neighborhoods. And so that's a tough, uh, a tough nut to crack. And I've had similar frustrations to your point about the fact that same things keep coming up and it's not just in one committee, it's in every committee. And I made mention of this, um, just last week, I was talking with someone about the fact that I still feel like there's too many things on our committee agendas that say for information only. And that we should certainly attempt to be more action oriented. I think we're headed in that direction, but, but it does, you know, you do wonder how many times does something need to be on the agenda before we can get, get it done. Yeah. Uh, and right now that seems like uh, it probably shouldn't have to be on there as many times, any of these projects as they have been to, for us to accomplish something. So um, if anyone heard that little ESPN chime, I got the same one, but I remembered to put my phone on silent. Mm. Uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees becomes NFL's all-time leading passer. 
Excellent. Congrats to Drew Brees. I still Way hope go, the Saints Drew. lose tonight. Um, cause go Panthers. And oh, and we had a we had a listener, a loyal listener, that reached out to us with the idea of having Graham Gano on the show this week. Uh, and I told him if he could pull that off, we'd love to. Well, I talked to Graham today. I said, Grammy, you want to come in? You and come he on said the show? no, because like, you I won't can't. stop calling me Grammy. Graham Cracker. No? You're so weird. Graham Graham? So, Graham, if you listen, which we assume there's a, a decent chance you do. Come on, Grammers. Uh, come on in and talk about that uh, bionic leg of yours. 63-yard field goal. Pretty impressive. I feel like I could have done that. I would predict you couldn't make a 13-yard field oh, goal. Oh, I absolutely can make a 13-yarder. I will bet you $20 right now, we, and we will get someone to let us on a high school football field. $20 says you cannot make a 13-yard field goal. I will accept that bet. Although, I guess technically... It, it, yeah. might, it might need to be farther just so you can yeah. like get back far enough to kick it. I, now, okay, so... I'll, 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 I'll kick it. You make it a $100 you're saying, bet. You're saying from the three-yard line, or are you saying from... Uh, I'm saying 25 you're saying yards out. Yard. I'll make it 25 yards out. From the 25-yard line? Well, that would be a 35-yard field goal. Right. Well, I'm, I'm so just I'm making saying, sure we're no, on the same page here. 15-yard line, 25-yard Field goal. From the 15 yard line, you think you can kick it through the uprights? Absolutely. Hundred bet with you right now. No, I said twenty. Hundred. Twenty bucks. All right, fine. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. It's mainly pride because we're going to have to. I'm not that concerned with taking your money. I'm (laughs) I'm concerned with uh, I'm concerned with being able to tell you for the eternity of whichever one of our lives is shorter that you didn't make the field goal you said you could make. I'm going to need a couple weeks before we do this. Why is that, buddy? (laughs) If anyone hasn't noticed. Why I've been, been a, walking a little. Why funny. I've been a little down today, a little tired, a little in pain. Uh, I had a procedure on Friday. I had a vasectomy, and I'll show you. Know what? A lot of a lot of men don't talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it on the pod because it's just our group. I here. was just going to. Re- I was just going to reference the fact that the uh, the treatment regimen was mainly frozen vegetables and let people <laughs> infer. But it's been really hard to walk today. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, and you're not great at walking anyway. I, I, exactly. So I need. I'm just. I'm trying to speed through this episode so I can get home and get that f- frozen peas uh, package out of the old uh, freezer I've been using all weekend. And uh, I'm just gonna say, it's it's painful. I wonder how many people just turned off this episode. This is about honesty, Larkin. This is about being honest with ourselves and with each other. Well, sorry you're hurting, little buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess in the interest of you getting back to your frozen vegetable regimen, um, we'll we'll jump straight to tonight's meeting. Oh, and uh, I will say, for me, top highlight. I think we not only made a, a big chunk of progress tonight on the affordable housing front, but we did it in a number of ways that are unique in addressing the problem. I mean, for as long as the problem has been acknowledged. Um, the city has gone out and sought to work with developers to get them to include affordable housing um, in pretty prescri- in a pretty prescribed manner at times. And a lot of the deals we've done to, to chip away at that issue have been kind of along those same lines and, and using those same plays, as you like to say, from the playbook. playbook. Tonight, there was a, a couple of things we did. We did uh, a land deal with Habitat for Humanity where they're going to build single-family homes for purchase um we use city owned land there we use city owned land in three instances in my district that were smaller parcels um where a developer is going to include housing and we bought a c or well we authorized the manager to buy a cms property in double oak school uh, that could be used for affordable housing in the future as well so i think 
from the city acquiring land from the school system, uh, that was a unique approach from the city taking very small pieces of land, selling them to folks who own adjacent parcels and can utilize them uh, while promising us inclusion of affordable housing, and then taking a large parcel of city-owned land and working with Habitat to, to utilize that. I think we've got to use the assets we have and the land that we have and find ways to work with those nonprofits or developers um, to to utilize it in a way that's that's more productive than we've done in the past. So what percentage of our uh, affordable housing strategic plan did we knock out tonight? Well, I think we set I, I, clearly towards the total number. Everything is is a minuscule amount. But again, I think we have to create new ways of doing business in that front that set a precedent. It's not something that no one's going to no one thinks we can fix this in a year, two years, or five years. That was a rhetorical trick question, by the way, because the answer is you don't know, and neither do I, and nobody knows. We did some good things, and on their merits, those things look like they were good, but we spent over authorized over $5 million in transactions today. I mean, that is literally and to, be, to be clear, that was not an expenditure of $5 million. In some cases, we were selling but properties. At the end of the day, it's, it's $5 million in, in value of currency of some sort that ultimately could be cashed out or put in the general fund or whatever. That's 10% of this game-changing, uh, record-breaking bond we're putting out there. And all, I'm not trying to take away from it. A lot of people worked really hard Well, but hard in some cases, if we have, as we did, a landlocked parcel of under an acre that is of no use to us, and we're just sitting on it for whatever reason because we acquired it but why 500 that, years ago in some my, other transaction. I, I don't I don't disagree. Why not? So we've we've now sold it. We're getting an affordable unit out of it in that specific but case. But shouldn't that be part of a broader plan? Shouldn't you say, okay, here's all of the properties we have that could be used for this. That, Here they are that in the list, plan. That list was sitting on your on your desk today. Okay, but all I'm saying is then they show us that affordable housing strategic plan that says there's 50 million in bond money, there's 75 million in private sector money, and there's 230 million in properties that are at your disposal. There's all the dollars. Go get this amount of, of units. Like what? My whole point is is just, I just keep bringing this up to make the point. Why isn't there a plan where we can see where every decision fits into? Well, you can't make. I mean, I think that part of the plan is one of our tools should be finding creative ways to use city owned land that we're not otherwise using, or we're not otherwise maximizing its, its capability. And, and with these, Agree. with these, you can't make a plan that says, Oh, well we could definitely sell this for this amount to this person because you don't know. And a lot of these, like I said, there were parcels that you could have only sold to two or three people who were adjacent property owners. Cause there's no access to the site. And so it's very, it, we have to find those opportunities and you can't predict those opportunities. For, for all we know, none of those three la adjacent landowners had any interest in it. No, you missed my point, right? It's a, a plan isn't about knowing how every exact thing's going to work. When a startup company comes in and they create a strategic plan and a pro forma, they don't know which customers are going to bite and give them revenue, but they know here's my set of assets and here's my go-to-market plan and here are my assumptions. And in this case, you might say, I have $200 million of property that I own, of which my goal is to sell or or give away 10% of that over the next year. So now we know. We're so all we're looking for is a percentage because they've given us a spreadsheet that says these are all the surplus assets that the city has that are not being utilized, I guess. I mean, but I that's just one part of a multi-part plan. 
Where's the right. plan? <laughs> well, all you've said that's different from what they've given us is that you want to know that of that giant spreadsheet they gave us, they plan to utilize 10% of those for affordable housing. I would contend that we could utilize nearly all of those. They're, they're properties that aren't otherwise being used. These are not like the government center wasn't on this list. These are surplus properties that were acquired through other land land swaps or deals or land use decisions as easements or, or whatever it was. And, and some of them are unusable completely. Some of them are three hundredths of an acre. But the fact of the matter is, it a lot of them don't fit neatly into a box. We have said now, here's the inventory. And part of our strategy is to use that inventory when possible and when it makes sense financially to achieve some of our affordable housing goals. Okay, all right. So let's move on to another topic. How about how crazy Braxton Winston was tonight? I mean, he literally went nuts tonight. And you know what? I hope he hears this. I really do. I don't think Braxton listens anymore. He's That's probably true. He's probably sick of us. He spends too much That's time with us already. That's true. Why did the Rage Against the Machine just start well, playing Well, there's again? something going on with my computer. I'm going to go ahead and mute that. You know, I mentioned that because, in fact, now it's just like a standard thing where Braxton comes into the office and just sits here and listens. He was waving his hand frantically a second ago. But I think I covered it when I mentioned that some of the parcels were unusable. He did. So how about... Uh, so now all of our podcasts are live audience podcasts. That's right. It's in front of a live studio audience. So seriously, He's though, right did, uh, did, did, did Braxton go, go a little, uh, little AWOL tonight, in your opinion? Well, he wasn't absent. He was very present. Um, That's true. So AWOL is probably not the AWOL's acronym about you're looking a- for. You no, know, I'm not good at acronyms. You're not. Or analogies. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, Braxton was making a point using, uh, using an item on the agenda to make a larger point, which I, I, I think is... My piece was I don't disagree with the tenant of where he was trying to go which was hey we should promote and fight for living wages with everyone we do business with my point was around the dais making a decision is not the place to do that it it was it, it there, that was one fraction of the problem and we were presented with a solution of which there were no alternatives internally and for all we know there is no external uh, alternative there that would that would solve for it. So that that was my only point. Braxton, do you do you have anything you'd like to chime in on since 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 you are in since the you're room standing over us and we actually disagree? No, you've said everything you wanted to say today. Braxton Winston has you've never got, said everything he, he wanted. Defi- he's, I mean, he's getting. He's, he's like, well, if you insist. And remember, I got to get home from my icing. I'm saying. I know you have to get out of here. I'm was, I was literally trying to listen and not not trying to you know. Go ahead, man. Hijack. Do your thing. No, I I think. You know, I think I think we did a disservice in a place that we could have we could have uh, fixed something. Um, you know, I think it's the job. We have a solid waste department uh, that that deals with solid waste. And the fact that we don't have this service, the service within our organization right now is because we cr- we create contracts like this. And the only way that we're going to get away from this is if we change up how we do what we do. It's something I've talked about. It's something that many of us that are elected uh, over this past year have talked about. And I think it's I think it's a sad day when there was. A, a, a very obvious path forward without within the within the rules as as our city's attorney said to address this issue which is really real and i think we let workers down in charlotte today with 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 the way we went about our vote i don't think it would have been any harm i think uh i i don't think it would have been any harm to our organization i don't think it would be any harm to the market have we gone a different route 
and we can't, you know, we can't give small businesses uh, 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 some type of shield behind doing right and, and, and their part that they play in this equity issue. I've worked for plenty of small businessmen that while, while it's, it's, it's admirable that they go into, into business, they're not good business people and they're, they're, they're dirty and they don't take care of their workers. And that's happening all around the city. And we have to be decisive in doing this. And we had a chance tonight and we didn't do it. And I'm disappointed. So before, uh, before you give up the mic, philosophically, and there's no right answer to this, but philosophically, do you think that having that discussion, which is un- there's no way to have it succinctly, do you think having that discussion the right time and place for that is at the dais or do you think it's in, I don't know what committee you didn't, you'd want to put that in, but do you think that the, the right time to have that discussion is in committee or with city staff so, no, or no, no, no. I, there is. So every time we come to this and as I, as us, we spoke about tonight on, on other option on other consent agenda items, um, specifically the one uh, with the sewer services that we don't have a process for the, these type of discussions. We, we, we run into this time and time again. And I do believe, I don't believe as, as was what I asked tonight and what was answered, that we don't have a time limit in, on the type of discussion that we have. It, we have changed up how we go about doing our business, uh, but uh, we, we, we have not changed up how we, we go about doing our business. And and, and we, we need to figure that out. This thing did not come through a committee. So this was the first opportunity that we had to discuss it. And I think Think that we should find a different way to do this but using the system that we have now there was no other place to talk about this this came uh, this came to us on thursday night i went through my agenda and i and i asked the questions this is the first time i saw this uh, something i've asked about during the budget process in terms of the janitorial service and in our building i've never got answers to so this is something i have asked for before but nobody has ever facilitated a conversation we have a point in the process tonight literally called discussion so but we I do, can discuss that as long as we need to. But I don't I, but see I, how that's, a, that's the wrong place to have it. When, in, a, in a part of the process that is called discussion. But I do think you knew going into tonight's meeting that you were going to bring up that issue, I presume. I, I doubt you decided that on the fly. So I do think that there could have been the opportunity to go to, you mentioned Victoria Johnson, our amazing leader in Solidway Services. I think there would have been an opportunity to go to her and have the discussion of, do you have staff that could that could meet this need or could you hire staff that could meet this need? And we don't yet know what she would have said because we haven't asked her. But I think there are there's opportunities there to say the motion was the motion. No, we don't. We, I, I, we got this agenda. I go through it on, on, on when I can. I got through it yesterday on Sunday. And I sent my questions in. All of you guys got the responses to, 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 to that question. Nobody said anything. Again, we don't have a process to get this stuff done. But we do. But you've Was got this make- the first time you've ever thought of this topic as it relates to doing business with people who give a living wage? It is not the first time I've thought about it. It is not the first time that I brought it up in front of all of you guys, in front of the manager. I've brought this up several occasions, and it has never been addressed. But that's the but that, So that's, that's my point, which is the mayor has set up a – beginning of the month strategy session to bring up ideas and this would have made a lot more sense brought up as if a living wage and all that but not, but not the contract just as overall i mean that sixty thousand dollar contract couldn't possibly you weren't fighting be. the contract you were fighting the principle the principle of it, of it. 
and you, it wasn't one or two people. Every one or two people matter. I'm sure that your premise was we should be doing this for everyone. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm saying, but my, my, my point to you is this, that's the time to do it. And if nobody responds or whatever, you got to have six votes to carry something exactly. anyway. And, and again, I, I, I agree. And that's the process. We had the discussion before the vote. I did. We had the discussion. I didn't have the votes. So I'm, I, I didn't belabor the point after, after the vote, you know, again, this was not brought up but to, to, to have this discussion. This, this contract was not brought up ahead of time. Had I known about this weeks ago, I would have put that forward when I was, when I was known. And when I, when I made, was in the know about this was just now. I, I mean, I don't understand why that's a problem when people disagree with something, especially when we, we see, as, as I spoke about earlier in the day, how this type of process has brought about change in the way we are doing things. It's definitively not a problem when people disagree with something. And I think you should challenge anything that you have qualms with. But at the same time, there you we all have Victoria's number. It's all They're all programmed. All the department heads are programmed into our phone. So... You could have you could have talked to her and said I have talked to Victoria and she said if if it was the manager and the council's will she could add that staff she could add that capacity to her department. Well, you know what I say to that? Make sure that we have the agendas. We should have next week's agenda tomorrow. I would like well, that and too. So, and so and so if, if 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 again we have to change the process. If I had known about this earlier, again would have been able to do that. But we don't have a process that allows that. So until you until we we come up with a different process, we have to work with the processes that we have. I think that was completely in line, and the idea that we have to that, that, that we have to stop this process is that we should just go about making bad decisions because this is the way the process is set up is asinine. And then when you talk about you you guys keep talking about these numbers, you guys keep talking about this is only sixty thousand dollars a year. Well, how many workers is that when you're paying them twelve fifty an hour? Think about that. How many workers is that actually? Nobody in here talked about the actual amount of workers that this is going to affect. All you guys are talking about as a number, and we're talking about we have to change that. That's how we got to where we are right now in terms of 50 out of 50 of upward economic mobility. Well, nobody and said it didn't matter. They, you I, did. You guys said it was insignificant over and over again. Well, I, I think I think what Tari just said right yeah. there was more that you were, you were using this as a point how many something for a larger people, point. You guys are talking about the dollar. The, the, about how many people does this affect? It, the, that is irrelevant because here's the here's why you don't know the context. You don't know that this small minority-owned business isn't actually in itself an upward mobility catapult, right? In what they've come together to do, you you don't know that the collateral damage that's, that's, by which by which by which it wrong. might be going You're the wrong. other I route, man. Know. I talked to these workers. Oh, I you talk, did. I talk so you to, know this company. I, I talk to workers that are in these situations. But in and this I know specific very, company, I know though. you're talking about the company. I am talking about the workers that these that workers in but this. That's situ- why it's a macro. It's not a. The, you, you used a micro sixty thousand dollar example to bring up a broader case and we of can which set we the found precedent out for the way we go about doing we have our business. No con- we had no context. We were told by staff that one solid waste can't do this work. And two, they no, needed we this not, approved now. We were not told by staff they, that we they cannot. Told us that. We no, they said we do not have anybody that that does this right now. That does not mean that we can't do this. We tell staff to do things all the time that we do not currently do to find a solution, and that's the way this government is set up. We 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 guide the staff on what we want them to do. So if we wanted them to come up with a solution, we would have guided them to do that. This council did not want them to find a solution for that, so we told them. To I'm get just about not it. convinced. 
sense that there was a, a problem that needed a solution. Well, I also wasn't here today, so it's possible that this happened and I wasn't a part of it. But I also think if if nobody else knows that, that something's going to be brought up and, and, again, doesn't have the full context – I mean, that's part of the process here is if you want to have six votes for something, you got to prep people on why they should be voting for it. And you've got to have facts we, to come we, to the table we, with. Oh, and I have facts. We we have we have the process where we submit all of our questions and all of those questions are given to everybody before we, we have this discussion. So every one of you had uh, the, 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 the your question the just said, do they pay them a living wage? And the answer to that question, okay. by definition that they were using was yes. And that, that, that was going to be coming up as, as, and you just the same way you're going to came and talk to me about this we don't have enough time in the day to have all of these conversations i totally agree i wish i would have had this after our meeting last week so we could have we could have we could have i could have said let's talk about this in some type of committee let's talk about this in economic development today because i would have brought it up well you that know? should be on there then it is are we using a metric for living wage that's statewide that doesn't acknowledge the differences in it rural and urban work. wages? It doesn't. I don't care about statewide. The, the state, the living wage in Charlotte, North Carolina, is seventeen to twenty-one dollars an hour. That is a fact. That is a fact that that all of us should know on council. I shouldn't have to tell you that going into this. This is, this is something that we. You do don't. Do I I know what she was saying. I know she was saying it was a statewide number. My point is, should in the economic development committee we decide that. We ignore that number from now on because we live in Charlotte and our workers live in Charlotte or thereabouts and they need to be, we need to be operating, looking at a different number. And what precedent are we setting? I mean, this is a bigger than a behind the dais. Are you guys okay with paying $7.50 an hour to the people that clean our offices right now? Because that's what we pay them. It depends. It depends on the circumstance. Okay. Okay. But also, but also that's, that's again, something we have no con, like, Bring forward a, the, a contextual argument and make it and say, this needs to change. I'm not okay because on the surface, no, that's I not okay. Several times. I have several times. And the, the, I've asked the manager. I've asked us to take this up. We have not. We had an opportunity to address it tonight in, our, in considering this contract. Considering the contract, we get a vote on every contract. So we had a chance to, we were first made aware of this, and so we had a chance to do that. And if, if you guys don't think that's an but have opportunity you seen the, to do the work, I, I'm have sorry, you, I see it a different way. Have you, seen, have you seen the contract for the people who do the cleaning in this building, or are you just basing that on a conversation with somebody? I'm basing it off of talking to several workers from, from the managers on down about the wages that they are being paid. Let's I've ask to see a contract. Com- we have right to see the contract. commissioners about it as well. And, and, and this is a concern. And it, it, this, I, don't, I don't know if you're trying to deflect, like, are you saying that this, this, I'm making this up? No, not at I'm all. Not. This is the truth. But we have the and right is, to ask is, to see the contract. This is the type of behavior that so many people in Charlotte, this is why people were out in the streets in 2016, because you had to prove that this t- these types of issues exist. And I thought we were at a place where we say, you know what? We have to reckon with ourselves and to say that we, the way we are going about doing business is wrong. This is the truth. We don't need to have people prove over and over again that poverty and the way we approach these things, like the, uh, as in dignity and work, it, 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 we don't. We don't. You don't have to. Yeah, I, I think the I think the problem. I think the point you're missing here is the broader context. One, the broader context that we were missing from all of this deal that you pulled out specifics. But two, on this living wage front and where we go. Would, would I, in a perfect world, love to do that? Absolutely. But there's a, a limited pool of dollars. And every decision we make on the macro 
we are taking away from being able to do something else. So are you as prepared to go with an ax and chop down a bunch of the stuff that this government is doing that is not as important as paying a living wage rather than a minimum wage to the people that clean CATS facilities or clean our own janitorial services here in the government center? Yes. Well, then... Fantastic. And I don't have and a that's a bigger question that we have to sit and answer. And I don't have a shred of doubt that everything you just said is true and exists in this city far beyond just the people we're talking about. But you literally we cannot change a city contract without us at least looking at it first. So again, I I have no qualms with going to the manager or going to whatever department head and saying, We want to see this contract. We want to study this contract and figure out how we can make it better so that we're being more fair to the people who either work directly for us or work for us indirectly through a third-party contract. So we have to see the contract. We can't just say we want to change something that we we haven't I seen and we don't fully understand. My suggest, my, no, we can't change those contracts. We can't demand that. We that can the, next time. No, we, we can't demand. We can't make decisions based on wage. So what I was saying, let's take it in-house. I was not talking about a contract. I said, forget the contract. Let's deal with it ourselves. That's that's my argument. So you can't go about the way we approach contracts, this, that, and the other. I was suggesting something completely different that did not have to do with that. So All right. Well, let me promise you something on that number. That is not sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> that's that's, that's you pay hundreds of thousands of but dollars. But we have to de- decide to pay people for our work. But you're that you're going to have to not that, pay yeah, somebody but, else. You know what? Yeah, you're going to have to not do or not do other things or not buy certain things or or uh, you know. I well, say, then we need a side by side analysis that yeah. we can analyze and vote I mean, on. See, I don't I don't know. You know that's you know I, that doesn't that I don't need a side by side analysis to say we should pay for people first. I don't need that. I don't. Maybe you do. I don't need that. But. When we pay those people, which we should and we have done, we pay fifteen dollars an hour to people who work for the city. That means we're taking something out of a program that we administer currently. So, or we're or we're raising people's taxes. So one way or the other, we are negatively impacting people to or positively impact pay other people. people. Living wages and pay people and provide people jobs so that they can pay their rent, buy food, and not have a need for programs. That's the whole freaking point. If you people if people can live on their own, which I'm think Mr. Bukhari would agree with me, then they won't have to rely on the government to, to, to provide these programs. And that's the whole point and idea. I would totally agree in premise. The problem is you just gave five people upward mobility pay to be self-sustaining and you fired 20 to make it happen. I mean, that's the, the uh, our recurring people expense is one of our largest expenses around here. And that's just the I mean, look. So uh, I, all the pain I was in before, uh, you just riled me up here. I can't hardly sit. It's in pain. But you win, Braxton. No, I didn't. I was the, I was <laughs> you the, win. I was the biggest loser tonight. Let so. me tell you this, guys. Uh, apologies for the sound quality. We usually have three mics when we have planned guest segments. Trying, we I just have two. You're right. Was, You're right. We opened it. We did. It was a good debate. It was a good Anything debate. else from tonight's meeting you want to chime in on? Uh, we proved some South Park CNEP. South Park CNEP. CNEP. That was great. There's a hurricane coming. Should we run through our uh, checklist no, again? No, we shouldn't. They can reference a couple <laughs> weeks ago if they need your ridiculous checklist. Right. Uh, and and this one is, is going to have some serious impacts on some parts of our country. I think here we'll just be getting some rain and wind. It, it shouldn't we, be anything. Do we give a shout out to old Kirsten Garris? 
Kirsten Garris, uh, one of the folks that we interact with the most in the local media that, that covers local politics from Spectrum News, has taken uh, a big opportunity that was offered her in Memphis, Tennessee. We wish her well. We will miss her, but we know she'll uh, kick butt there. And who wins in this equation? Is it, is it Memphis? Uh, is it Bruno? Memphis does. Is it Bruno? Oh well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Bruno and, and Kirsten were kind of fighting it out for the Jonathan? main is he gonna, is he gonna main city council local media person so yeah. yeah i mean you know bruno's on the throne now kirsten just gave it up it's all right she's gonna rock it in memphis best of luck kirsten best of luck don't forget about us when you're uh big time in it when you're big time in it on she's national on news, news right well i assume like a local fox station <laughs> yeah an affiliate not the not the mothership i hope well good so do you have anything else man Nah. I gotta go home. I, I can see it in your face. I, I'm just I'm brutal. I'm brutalized right now. Sweat. Sweat like you're you usually yeah, sweat. Yeah, it's warm in here. Alright. Over and out. Over and out. Come with it now.